It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies. Current releases, coming attractions, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, oh. hey. Hello, Jim. And the man that I believe Peter Cetera was channeling when he wrote The Glory of Love, because he is the man that will fight for your honor. It's Murray! Too damn hot. Hello, Murray. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on! And I'm ready to rumble, Bjorn. This week on the podcast, we will talk about what we saw in theaters last week. Also, what we plan to hopefully see in theaters this coming week. New releases to streaming, which we saw. Open Rage, Merman Minute, The List, Rage or Dare, and then we twirl and skip away till next week. So, what did we see in the theater? In the theater, we saw uh, a movie that has two names. <laughs> <laughs> they loved it so much, they, they named it twice. They, they named it twice. Depending on where you watch it, it might be called Most Wanted, but for us, it was called Target Number One. Uh, yeah, this is the story of a Canadian journalist in 1989 investigating the suspic- suspicious arrest of a drug addict who has been imprisoned in a Thai jail. Um, first off, there were some really good performances in this movie. Jim Gat Gaffigan as Picker was great. Stephen McHattie is always good. This time as Frank. And Antoine Olivier Pilon as Daniel was fantastic. Now the bad. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's not a lot of good. Now the bad. Uh, not a lot of focus. Why did we even int- introduce the wife of jo- Josh Hartnett's character into this? I felt that was totally unnecessary. I also felt Hartnett's performance lacked emotion. He was a little flat. There are sequences in this that drag on. The cops are portrayed as a bunch of morons. It is hard to believe that this investigation got to the point that it did with the information we were provided in this movie. There had to be more to this. There just had to be. Nobody's that stupid. But don't you think they were evil morons, not just morons? Well, they were morons that that were trying to advance their own careers. And I get that, but... It can't go through so many channels with the information that we got and somebody not say, whoa, hold the phone, hold the phone here. But I digress. I wish this would have focused more on Daniel and Picker because the first half of this film was quite good when they were in, when they were the focus. When Hartnett's character or the cops were the focus, things weren't nearly as good. Within this film, we had some Mondo performances from Gaffigan and Pilon. But unfortunately, they were in a movie that was meh. Well, target number one. Uh, this had some of the, in my opinion, had some of the best casting. Um, Great casting. Yeah. By oh, some of the oh, most oh, amazing actors in the business. Hartnett reminded me of a potato. Yeah, he was a little potatoey in this. He like was. He was, Everybody else was great, though. He was like um, almost like a French fry because he's fairly skinny and tall. So he wasn't a full-on potato. But yeah, I saw French fry capabilities there. Um, the movie was amazing up until about an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, that's because there was no more gaff again. <laughs> and then it got caught in the trap of over-explaining and putting away too many non-essential things in the story. The story was getting him into prison, 
But then they spent way too much time making it more like a CBS expose instead of a movie that we were interested in seeing. Plus not enough Gaffigan. Plus also not enough Gaffigan. Uh, every actor I thought did a pretty good job. Like I didn't hate um, Hartnett, but like I like mm. him in a lot of things, but he was he was fairly okay. potatoey. Um, the story was interesting to tell. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it just needed to be cleaner and more focused without way That's, too much details. I'm with you. Got to be fo- more focused. Plus, as you said, when we came out of the theater, when Jim Gaffigan left the movie, so did the fun. <laughs> that was about it. Well, maybe not a direct quote, but it was <laughs> something it was along pretty, those pretty lines. great analogy because that's exactly how I felt. This suffered a little bit what I call Canadian movie curse of trying too hard to put too many details into a movie. And that's happened a lot. In a yeah, lot of just got to streamline it. Uh, don't know how to explain it, but um, even if I didn't know this was a Canadian film, I could tell it was Canadian production. Like, fair, fair enough. And, and I don't not saying that's because it was like low budget or anything like that. Yeah, because it wasn't. No. Um, but to me, it gets a 24 minutes too long, man. Yeah. It could have been Mondo. It could Story's have been. great. Yeah. and Really well cast. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I, I love the dynamics of actually Gaffigan and, oh, and the then, kid. Yeah. Like, they P- were just... Pilon is a good actor. Like, that kid can act. I, I don't know I, if I've seen him in anything uh, He was in that Mummy uh, movie. Remember Mummy, uh, the French film? Oh, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. You know who he reminded me of in the movie? Remember we saw that um, Catholic one? His look oh, yeah, kind of reminds kinda, me of that, yeah. that Catholic uh, Polish that, film. Yeah. Right? And he was a, he was a good actor. Yeah, too. another great actor. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, rumor has it that I think Merman might have seen this as well. That is correct. Do you did? Okay, well, what do you think, Mer? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because <laughs> I <laughs> feel absolutely the opposite of what you guys did. You hated as it. As usual. You hated it? Um, this was 100% a Canadian movie. Everything was Canadian yes! in the movie. Yep. Except for Josh Hartnett, who played... The only real person in the whole movie. Jim Gaffigan's not Canadian either. Yeah, but he's an idiot, so I don't care. <laughs> uh, I did not like him at all. That's why he's so funny. I thought he yeah. was completely unbelievable as a criminal mastermind. He the wasn't. An, he they, wasn't. They, they didn't was show the him. The fact that he he's was actually able to fool these Canadian police into giving them like $80,000 for a fake tip and framed <laughs> this, this kid. It painted the Canadian cops with no, a yeah, really, really and, poor... And I did do my research. I looked it up. Yeah. And yeah, the the guy's the character's name is made up. Yeah. It, it wasn't I'm the sure same character that. Yeah, it they have to protect to. the innocence, right? And the cops, the same thing. Yep. Yeah. And, it, and they yeah, still swept it under the rug. But this yeah, is they, based they, they on totally true did. Stories. But yeah, Josh Hartnett played a real person. Yeah. Uh, who is a reporter? Uh, actually, I'd be still one, but he was recently with W Five. Yeah. So reason why his character is maybe a little flat is because he's playing somebody real and if you've seen the guy in w5 he probably isn't that entertaining anyway so. no it was flat because yeah it was but because his acting was, but, flat. was just flat yeah but re- regardless i mean yeah it was definitely a Canadian movie and the only thing really american besides josh hartman was the driving soundtrack i don't know how the hell they got a phil collins song but they obviously paid for the rights they, to they it. paid some money yeah, there you go. Okay, but so, so uh, what'd you, you think? What'd you think, though? Uh, I thought there was a lot of plot holes, and yeah, the fact that they made up a lot of stuff Sounds that didn't like actually happen. Yeah, maybe oh, it's no, a rage. Oh, no, it's not a rage. I mean... Well, then you agree with um, us. Then you agree with us. A- anything <laughs> you, said, Jim, you said it's opposite. You said it's completely opposite. Anything Jim Gaffigan in makes me rage anyway. Uh, but Jim yeah, Gaffigan's great. He was yeah. completely unbelievable as a bad guy. 
He just oh, he basically was a, he was a grease ball. He basically ruined the Murray. movie. Murray, he was so good in this. Yeah, he was brilliant. No, he was terrible. So he, he basically, what we disagreed on was our love of Jim Gaffigan. Yes, absolutely. But everything else, we but everything else was, was pretty okay. much and, right on. And I didn't mind Josh Hartley. All right. So what else did we see? Well, what else did we see? We saw Becky. Becky. Right, Canyon Meadows. And actually, um, most wanted, we saw what? Land? Did we see it at Landmark? Nope. No, we saw Chinook. Chinook, Chinook which is uh, Cineplex. Cineplex, yeah. And I have to give kudos to Cineplex because they didn't play all those fucking commercials in front of it. So oh, yeah, they did. I, was pretty, I, didn't even, I was pretty happy about that. I didn't that. even notice. Yeah. That actually kind of makes me sad because if they're only getting eight people and they can't even get a commercial done or a commercial before, how are they paying the bills, yeah, Jim? Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, un- it's did, concerning. Did you see the commercials in front of Becky? Like, oh my God. I yeah. swear, I haven't seen crap that bad since my film school day. It was awesome. Those were the best. Oh, they were so bad. They should just, bad. should just run right to the movie. Yeah. Skip all that crap. No, anyway. no, no. No, no. I, I like the, the weird guys selling tapes and stuff, whatever he was doing. I don't remember. I don't that. even remember, but I remember we, at the time thinking, yeah. Cool. That's funny. No. I want to go there and no. give give him stuff. Yeah. So it was at Candy Meadows, which is a, a second run theater. But we like that was the first release we saw of it. Was the second run. So yeah, every now and then Canyon Meadows gets like they got uncut gems when nobody else yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. they do that from, from time to which time. Which is good. So this is a teenager's weekend at a lake house with her father takes a turn for the worse when a group of convicts wreak havoc on their lives. Directors are Jonathan Milo or Millet. And Carrie Mernian, who also worked on one of my favorite Creep Crush films, Cooties. So I'm not sure if you guys love that, but I, if it's got, if it's got my boy Man. in it, I loved it. Uh, and they, it looks like it was written by Nick Morris and Ruckus Sky. Stars Lulu Wilson, Kevin James, and Joel McHale. So um, I have not been as excited about an action suspense horror movie uh, since seeing The Hunt back in March. So I was super pumped that we got to see this in the theater. Super so was pumped. I. This is another great example. If, if in the case where you have a young ladies who kick ass, punch dicks, maliciously murder with rulers, then jump on top of uh, and pop their arteries, kill and drown people with boat motors, and run down bad guys with rider mowers. But beforehand... They light them on fire, and yes, I'm adding this also to my list of my favorite creepy little fuckers who have the great makings of a great serial killer. Becky could be the Jason Voorhees we have been wishing for in a slasher film to come. This is the breedings of future passion for a, a I want to say maybe a youth serial killer, which we don't see very many of those. If Becky too comes i will be more than happy lulu wilson does a brilliant job as an annoying little brat that goes from angry teen to cold-blooded killer in five stages or less you don't miss a beat in her going down her pouty annoying journey to nick cage like screaming rage this ticked every box for an r-rated home alone marshmallow roasting style camp killing murder spree if the original home alone was written by Clive Barker and set in the woods, you would have a good idea of what this movie was. I can't wait to see uh, what Carrie Murnian and Jonathan Millett do next. Oh, did I mention my thoughts on our doubted Kevin James? Mm -hmm. For those who do not know, Kevin James is currently on our doubted list. 
So if you don't know what that is, go check our website out at filmrageyyc.com. I was hoping you guys would jump in there. Um, I must say, if we gave this a, a rating of Mondo, then he would be off our list. In my opinion, he nailed this as a dramatic badass motherfucker. I will never look at him the same as a mall cop ever again. I pray this movie pits him in a journey that he only does TV sitcoms for his comedy fix and now focuses on his dramatic acting. He was brilliant. I know it's not just up to me, but if, uh, if it was up to just my vote, he would come off the doubted list after seeing this movie. As this movie was for me, kicking ass, punching dicks, ruler stabbing, Nazi slaying Mondo. Hmm. Hmm. So, I uh, have a lot of uh, pretty much the same stuff to say as you. <laughs> um, you know, just like I mentioned last week and just like you mentioned this week, this was basically Home Alone, but, you know, outside in the woods with a young girl getting the best of the criminals. It had Kevin James showing that he can actually act. It had some gore. It had a simple story that moved along at a good pace. It had some excellent action sequences. It had a believable protagonist, even though she was a little girl. Yep. And that, you know, that isn't easy to pull off. Nope. It had a killer ending. But the question is, is it Mondo? Because if it is, that means Mr. Kevin James has a shot at being taken off the end. I know, the list. right? So was this movie so good that Kevin James is no longer doubted? To that, I say yes. Yes, this was a Mondo, so congratulations, Kevin James. You are no longer doubted. That is, assuming Murray feels the same way. Um, now, Kevin James, please keep moiking more like moiking. this. Yes, <laughs> moiking. <laughs> please keep making more like this and yes. stop making mall cop movies. Yes. I want to add something there because as you finish with that, before we get to the suspenseful... Ness, that is Murray's rating of this. This was a night for comedians for sure. Yeah. Both movies, Kevin James and Jim Gaffigan, Gaffigan and Kevin James nailing were nailing roles. dramatic roles. Yep. I couldn't have been happier. Absolutely. All right, Murray, don't keep us in suspense. So, so this is all on Murray now. Me and <laughs> me and Jim have said absolutely Kevin James after this performance and after this awesome movie has to come off the doubted list and murray says <laughs> it's like there's a lot of pressure on murray because i think he likes kevin james well <laughs> since you asked yes i did go see it this was after um a 60 hour work week by the way so he was so already angry i was i was already in a really bad place so yeah i was ready for some violence and yes, I do like Kevin James. I've seen both of his sitcoms. The first one, great. The second one, not so much, because it was just a repeat of the first one. Yeah, I don't know what a sitcom is. Um, I know you're a, not a TV person. I happen to be one. Uh, but yeah, uh, he definitely fell off. The turnip truck? Well, once he started making more movies with Adam Sandler, yeah. Everything he did was crap from then on. Yeah, but he, he was in Here Comes the Boom. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, but yes, that had Cameron I, Diaz in it. I, I did like this movie Please quite stop. a bit, and Kevin James was absolutely the best thing about this movie, and he was way more believable as a bad guy than Jim Gaffigan, I can tell you that. Mm. Mm. 
know. Yeah, he was. I'm going to call that a dead um, heat. They were both yeah. fantastic. <laughs> yeah, well, Tied. That's your opinion. <laughs> and um, mine. And yeah, the little girl was definitely creepy and creepy as there fuck, was lots of she? violence. And yeah, um, I actually was going to give it a meh, but uh, based We've on Kevin Jane's performances, I can give it a... He's pulling a Bryce! A mild Mondo. I'll we'll take, take it. it. Kevin James is off the dough. And that is on the condition that Kevin James never makes another movie with Adam Sandler or David Spade. Well, he, if he does, he, he goes back on in a heartbeat. After, okay, but after all the suspense, yeah. just just so we know, this if is the Murray, first person ever to come off the Dota. This is a monumental. This is a monumental event. See, However, we put him I, on the list I when Murray put, wasn't here. Yes, so I didn't put it, him on there so in the first place. After we went through all this suspense with this movie, yes. if Murray thinks Mall Cop One or Mall Cop Two, which we both felt were rages, was a mondo, he's automatically off. Even Murray's going to go through that list and he's going to have like back to back rages. There's I, no question. Well, yeah, but he just has to have a mondo and he comes off Adam the list. How many Adam Sandler movies has he been in? Like ten. Wait. Too right. many, okay. And every one of them was crap. Okay, but Murray, did Paul Blart Mall Cop? Was that a Mondo for you? That was not a rage. Okay, but uh, it has it was, to be a Mondo. It was definitely a Met. And the second one was a lower Met. Okay, there so was one of his movies a Mondo for you? Can you can you can you remember? Zookeeper? Didn't see it. <laughs> Here comes the boom. I did not see that one either. <laughs> no, honestly, uh, most, I don't even know what else. Everything he's released has all been with Adam Sandler and David Spade and Pretty Chris much. Rock. Yeah, and the stuff that Sandy was, Wexler. Sandy Wexler. Yeah, that's it. That's an Adam like, Sandler classic. Like I said, it's like if he starts making crap like that and takes his career seriously, then yeah, he deserves to be off the deck. Yeah, he's got to start making choices like yeah. Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. Yeah. Great whatever. artistic visions. Just a little spoiler for you. Yes. He, he will never be on uh, an undoubted for me. Who's so, that? Who? Jim Gaffigan? If you ever try to propose, oh, him, I will always veto him. It would, it, it'll take some doing for him to get to undoubted, but man, yeah. I, he's always... He, uh, he he's, 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 he's mesmerizing. He's not even, not even mesmerizing for me. So. Oh. Well, you know the rules. Yep. Okay, well, what are we planning on seeing this week? Uh, Which I know we're only probably going to get to see one of them. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, no, we, I think we should just talk about the one, really, because the other one, we'll talk about it when it's actually going to come out. I just want to mention, let, let me just mention it. You can mention We've it. We've been thinking it's, that it's going to come because they keep teasing us. That yeah, unhinged. it was supposed to like July 1st, and it was July 4th, yep. 14th or 15th, and then it was... Uh, so you got my hopes up when you yeah. said, guess what? Unhinged may be playing this week. Well, it said on the, the Cineplex website, July 31st, and this is like two days ago. So how could they put that there? Like, what the... What the bleep? Yeah. With the bleepity bleep bleep. Exactly. All right. Well, we are so going to see. We've been looking forward to Unhinged with Russell Crowe, but unfortunately, apparently, it's being pushed back again. <sighs> yeah. But we are going to see something this weekend. At least we'll get to the theaters once. And who knows? We might get a surprise. You know, we might look Friday something, morning something. and something's playing somewhere. You something, never know. something. But for sure, we're going to go see Summerland, a uh, brand new movie uh, playing at the Plaza. So looking forward to this, uh, starting Gemma Arterton. It's about an English woman who is forced to take care of a young boy during World War II. Looks like a bit of a tearjerker. I always look forward, for the most part, to seeing Gemma Arterton movies. She is always excellent, although she has made some questionable decisions with some of the movies she had selected. As an example... The girl with all the gifts? Come on. As an example, 
murder mystery with Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, that would make yeah, that's going to keep her was, off the death. Exactly. <laughs> I was thinking, is she undoubted? And then I looked at what she's been in. Yeah. As well as she will be in the upcoming guaranteed to be awful the king's man that's gonna be a mondo that is gonna be so freaking awful so amazing i don't even know if i want to go see it i well, just might I just don't might i'm gonna see it five or six times i'm gonna just i'm gonna go see it just so i can rage about it well still i'm looking forward to this one it's been a while since i've had a good cry hmm. so interesting that you uh you mentioned that because we watched the trailer tonight before jumping on the podcast yes. and i'm just as i'm watching it it's starting to annoy it was starting to annoy me because and there was some lesbian it, love. Well, no, it was that one didn't bother me at all. But what would no, bother I, I me was like, oh yours. great, another another period piece about someone's parents dying in the war. I'm like, oh, fuck, oh this is gonna be boring as hell. And then all of a so sudden, bad. and then all she, she do a flash edit to there was somebody once, and she's making out with a woman. I'm like. Hey, a war movie where we have lesbian and interracial? Interracial this, lesbian This movie love. may actually be good. In the 40s. In the 40s. Yep. No less. There you go. So, yeah, I'm very excited about seeing this one. Mer? Cool. We shall see. We, we shall. Sh- are, we, are you excited to see it? Eh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I'm just glad I get to go what to a ringing to endorsement. Movie the- I just glad I get to go to movie theater. And that it doesn't have Jim Gaffigan in it for that you. That is true. Maybe he'll just have a bit part. Bit part. All right. Well, you know what? Ooh. Oh, Let's I know dance. what time it is. I, I have a little. Oh, he's got. You. What do we? I have up? looked it up. Apparently, the new release date for Unhinged is August 14th. Yep. Yeah. Let's push it back, and then when August Let's 14th rolls around, it'll be September it. 15th. Just don't ever release it. Well, enough of that. Let's dance. All right. Let's dance. <laughs> Streaming, motherfucking streaming. We're just streaming, and Bryce, we're streaming. Murray, we were out watching movies, and then we were streaming. All right. So we streamed a couple of things this week. Yes, we did, and we- I have a feeling our thoughts are going to be reversed on both of these. Is that correct? Yes, I think so. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, first thing we saw was Impetigore. Uh, I meant to look up what the heck that means, but I never did. I can tell you it's either Petigore or Pirampuan Tanajaranam. Yeah, that's great. What does Impetigore mean? I meant to look up what it means. Did but you ever listen to me? Yeah. Okay, so tell me what it means. You it, have to jump it, in there. It means that in uh, Malaysian. Or Indonesian, And what sorry. does that mean? Well, I don't, not Malaysian, so I don't know. Anyways, it's Indonesian. Right, Indonesian. Yeah, it's not the same. I know. <laughs> Anyways, it's getting off to a smooth start. Yes, it is. Impetigore. Uh, originally released last year, 2019. However, we just got it recently on Shudder. Um, those wonderful, wonderful people that still owe me money, but we'll talk about that you another time. You get angry time. about that later. Uh, uh, they gave me some of my money back, by the way. They just Sweet. didn't give what they promised to give me back. But once again, we'll... Anyways, uh, Indonesian horror film from director Yoko Anwar. This has a great opening sequence that turns up the tension and lets you know that you're watching a movie made by a very capable filmmaker. 
After the opening sequence, it turns into a very well-paced slow burn with memorable scene after memorable scene. Tara Basro in the role of Maya is a star, and I hope to see her in more films. I loved every second of this. It was creepy. It sprinkled in the gore to maximum effectiveness. The pace was perfect. The characters were interesting. The story was good. Although, let me take one thing back. I enjoyed every second of this until the last two minutes. The movie needed to end two minutes earlier when Maya was running away. Unfortunately, they tacked on a scene at the end. When the screen you are watching says one year later, do yourself a favor and stop the movie. If you stop the movie at that point, it is a darn near perfect film. If you do not stop the the movie at that point, you see an unnecessary scene that is just cheesy and unsatisfying. So the question it does, or the question is, it does, does it, do. Yeah, the uh-uh. so, so the question is, does that last two minutes cause this film to go from mondo to meh? Well, I'm gonna forgive the filmmaker and not let the last two minutes sink the whole thing. This was Mondo. What? This was a Mondo. But please, when the screen says one year later, just stop the movie. What say you, Jim? <laughs> well, I have to apologize because I thought we were going to be at, we were going to be at polar opposites on this one today. I don't know why I, the movie was awesome. Yeah, except when I knew the last two minutes would, you wouldn't have liked. I hated that. That was ridiculous. <laughs> like there was no point to it. It didn't even make any sense, I really. Think, I think your 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 personality's changing because that would have destroyed this movie. It, it darn near six did. months ago. I I loved the rest of it. So like that <laughs> opening sequence. I was just like, wow. Yeah. And then it when it's just it and then it kind of slowed down and just went at this nice pace and you got these little jumps and then it, it, it I just I loved it. This was a very well-made film. This whoever well, this dude that made this film, this guy can this guy can direct. Have you seen any of his other stuff? I uh, I looked I've it up a few and I've seen stuff. a couple of the other ones and yeah. I, I saw one of them. Sorry, I think he's made two. Oh, no, he's made a, he's he's made made a few. He's made a few. Anyways, I know I've so, seen at least one other, and it was good as well. In Pedagore, um, I think it's pronounced Jocko. Uh, I still think it's Yoko. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe. I'm pretty sure. Um, is He's brilliant at framing every shot. I loved every, every if you noticed, oh, every absolutely. shot was perfectly fucking framed. Yep. Like, I don't know how he did it. It was just like, bam, frame, bam, frame, bam, frame. It was just like... Every shot oh, was like this, bam, 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 and first I was just thing like, I said, "This guy's a filmmaker, man." The the dialogue on this at the beginning was so amazing. It was so fast. I had to. I had to. It was, rapid, had to, fire, it was eh? rapid fire. The two friends at the at the check in. It, it took me a bit to kind of. I had to go get back and rewatch it because it was there was a rhythm there. there they were rhythm. just Once like bam, 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 bam. You're good. It was so fast. It was so and um. It was just so. Fantastically uh, creepy and fantastic. The whole first scene it was awesome. with the suspense that was built. I love the the little creeped out foreshadowing moments, like the creepy kids off the side of the bus, or a really quick shot uh, that he held on the cemeteries. So, so well crafted to bring the atmosphere, and I'm gonna say atmosphere probably atmosphere. probably about seventy times in this review. It was dripping with it. Favorite line. Let's just play along like we're students. No one kills students. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. I was just like, so good. so good. Like he just had his tongue so far in its cheek. It wasn't funny. The suspense in this film is Hitchcock epic suspense. Through the whole beginning of the film, as the lead actress tries to figure out what's happening, 
the creepy douchey locals coming to her house was so amazing like when they took her girlfriend oh yeah that was just so well crafted i love the whole creeped up fuckery through the end part where they reveal the actual events that happened how they did that which normally as i'm watching it they could have really montaged it and made it really stupid, but they did a really good job as the they ghosts. Did a, they did a pretty good job. I thought it was good. I liked yeah. the way. I, I really liked it. Um, the suicide part of the mother and the son was a surprise ending, what, which I didn't expect, but it was a nice bloody surprise. I love the direction in this film with all the messed up mommy daddy issues everybody seemed to have. I also love the fact that the mysticism and superstitions of the simple country folk, quote unquote, added more to the whole suspense of weirdness that ultimately was truthful to a degree with the child spirits. This gets, uh, you thought you had a family issues, soft mondo for great framing, by this awesome Indonesian director. Yeah. I no, loved it. I'm I'm so looking forward to anything this dude makes. And Murray's going to tell us it means goddamn woman. Impetigor means goddamn woman? No, the other three. Uh, oh, the other three things. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Impetigor so is the same in both languages, apparently. Okay. Impetigor is just nonsense. It sounds cool. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah pro- probably. They just probably. Petagore. And Petagore. Petagore. We got gore in the title. I think that he should have just gone with goddamn woman. They should have. Why not? Yeah, I don't know. That might not have yeah, sold well. Yeah, that might not it, it, With all the mysticism that Shudder brings with some of its yeah. international films. But yeah, that was so good. I just love, love, love that movie. Well, I'm very glad to hear that. Until the last two minutes, but it was still fun. Ah, you got to admit, that was dumb. The one year later crap. Did we really need that? Yeah, I didn't. Last scene I don't know. should have been her running away and done. People like to have uh, updates. Fade to black, uh, roll the credits, make Bryce happy. It's like unsolved mysteries. They want to hear the update. No, no one wanted to hear the update. If you want to hear the update, make a sequel. <laughs> but he wasn't worthy of a sequel. Oh, it's so worthy of his. Uh, wow. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I don't, don't, don't want to see it. Yeah, I don't know how you do a I sequel. I don't know. Yeah, so. I don't know how you do a sequel because it you doesn't need it. Yeah, let's but, just let's just get another another uh, film from Anwar. That guy, that guy's awesome. I love him. Yep, absolutely. In fact, we may have to we may have to start doing some research to see if we can get him on the undoubted list. Yeah, let's start watching some of his movies because yep. I, I know I haven't seen them all. Yep. Uh, what else do we see there, Jim? We saw Tommaso. Oh yeah, that was presented by our friends at Calgary Cinematheque. Yeah, and you know, the funny thing is I made notes all about this, and then you know what? I lost them. So I'm going to wing it, which is never a good thing. But uh, so <clears throat> I didn't love this movie. What? No, I did not love it at all. Uh... I found I, I, what I did love about this movie is Willem Dafoe. I mean, it's it's basically him. It's awesome. It's basically him in the entire movie. It I is. thought... <clears throat> Willem Dafoe doing some yoga. Yeah. And just... And what's not entertaining about that? It was just too long and there was... Uh, no, I kept wanting enough. something to happen. Nothing happened too in this much whole happened, movie. Really, no, nothing. Nothing happened. Oh, it was so good. No, You've there's... been talking about character studies and now character is key. Come on. We got to know every nuance of, of Willem Dafoe through the Yeah, this. but but I didn't care because his character wasn't really likable and his family wasn't likable. No one was really likable. I likeable. disagree. Sometimes his character was likable and other times he wasn't because that was, you know, that's that's being a human yeah. being. No, I just, I could not, 
I could not fall in love with the plot of this. It was just so good. It was not. It dra- it was draggy at parts. Uh, I'm giving it a meh only because of, and I don't want to say only because of Willem Dafoe, because there was parts of this movie I did like. I did love the way his character was developed, I also but like I did parts. not. I did not find that the movie kept me interested in what happened at the end because about an hour and a half into it, I'm like, okay, this is a two-hour movie and it feels like it's been five hours. This is a two-hour movie and it's flying by like you wouldn't believe. No, it was so... You, you know what? As I'm watching it at about an hour in, I'm like, Bryce would love this because all there was was walking. Like there was really just wow. him walking around. There's a lot of walking, cities. but not enough. I, and I like the scenes in Rome because, you know, I've been to Rome and it was kind of cool, but... Uh, yeah, no, this was not great. <sighs> I just don't even understand. <laughs> yeah. So so you liked parts of the movie, which yes. I also like parts of the movie. You like a lot of parts like of Like every part of the movie I liked. <laughs> uh, Especially the walking. The yeah, walking was true. The walk. There's the walk so much walking, awesome. Murray. There's so much walking. So here's what I have to say about Tommaso. Uh, Willem Dafoe was tremendous, as you kind of touched upon. There are scenes... Uh, in this, which were also tremendous, especially the AA scenes and the scene with the homeless dude. Yep. Come on, how good was that? It was good, yeah. Uh, the fact that nothing was over-explained was refreshing in an era where everything gets over-explained. Yep, but that was part of its downfall, too. That was not part of its downfall. Because nothing there, was explained. There, exactly. So you actually have to use your brain, Jim. There were times in the movie where... I was left with my own uh, to my own devices to figure out what was going on. That is a good thing. I love the fact that sometimes I sympathize with Tommaso and other times I opposed him. I love the dream sequences and the fact that it was always uh, always took me a second to realize that this was not really happening. That was spectacular. This is why I love the movies. This was a thought-provoking, emotion-inducing, and most importantly, this movie was Mondo. Uh, so I agree with everything you said except two things. Number one, I didn't find it thought-provoking because oh. I found it too boring. But I also didn't think it was a Mondo. So you are <laughs> but so. But otherwise, wrong. a lot of what you said I did agree with. It was tremendous, and I'd like to thank uh, Calgary Cinema oh. Tech for presenting yes. this spectacular film. Am I upset that I watched it? And I'm no. hoping they do some more because I will. I will be supporting them every time. I, oh. I am super stoked well, about Calgary Cinema Tech. I've now seen two movies from them. And I don't know why well, I, I wasn't supporting. I don't. I don't know why I wasn't supporting them before, um, but I will be supporting them from now on because everything that they bring to the table has been great. Uh, they, they're going to have maybe my favorite movie of this year. Still is uh, Vitalina Varela, and uh, this this might make my top ten too. It's not out of the question by the end of the year. So that doesn't surprise. Good me. on Calgary Cinematheque. Yeah. No. And you know what? Um, Calgary Cinematheque is great. And I'm not, I'm not saying I didn't, I'm not uh, happy that I seen this because Willem Dafoe in this was, was worth the price of admission. There you go. All right. Okay, well, you know what time it is. It is time for something. <laughs> Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. So we're all kind of happy that um, the theaters are open. There's no denying that. But True. I, with the lack of commercials that we had, as we kind of already alluded to, it's going to be hard for some of our uh, theaters to potentially make money to stay open. But hey. what I'm hoping that doesn't happen now is that they're just going to allow any fucking riffraff 
idiot loser to come and watch movies that don't deserve to even be able to go outside in a time of COVID and, and a pandemic. I'm like shocked. We went to go see uh, Becky at no, it wasn't Becky. It was at Chino- it was at Chinook, Chinook right? Was yeah, where you had the yeah. Problems. We went to saw yeah. Target number one. Target number one. Thank you. Most wanted. Target number one. <laughs> most target. Most targeted most wanted, number one. AKA super, super duper target movie. number one. Yeah, Josh Hartnett and, and friends. Josh, that's what they should have called it. Yeah. Josh Hartnett and friends. Maybe <laughs> they, they, they would have got more than eight people. At Maybe. The theater then. So there's eight of us in this fucking movie theater. You and me are sitting at the very back of the movie theater. And then there was two other couple, a couple that were sitting kind of right in the middle. Obviously, they looked because these are assigned seats and they went and found their seats. And we had a little bit of playful banter when they came in. We did. Talking about what we were planning on doing in the theater. (laughs) Which may or may not have involved gay sex. (laughs) But they thought it was, so they were a little concerned. So, and then there's another couple that come in. So, okay, there's two aisles in a theater. We're living in a pandemic and these douchebags come up the aisle that we're sitting right beside and they cut right in front of us. And I'm thinking to myself, do you not see that there's another fucking aisle down the other way where you had to go nowhere near us? So that was the first part that already got me tipped off. Yep. And then these, and then the, the final eight, the eight f- is enough. <laughs> Two more came in. Two more eight. came in. They're looking around like they've never been in a cinema in their life. Perhaps they haven't, because when I tell you what they did, you probably won't be surprised. They go in, they look like, oh, where are we going to sit? They didn't go and look at their ticket and find out where they're supposed to sit. They just were looking around like, dum to dum where are we going to sit? So they walk up like one row below us and over four seats. So first off, okay, this theater probably holds 250 people. Yeah. They were We've got eight people, yep. and four of us are in a cluster of about, you know, yes, we were social distanced, but in the size of this motherfucking theater, no you think they could have, if they weren't going to sit in their assigned seats, they could have went and sit somewhere where they weren't around the other, because they were close enough to us, and they're close enough to our, our little friends that we made before the show, that they, they like, whatever was happening with those two, uh, the people that came in first with us would have heard it as well. And then, of course, there's the other people on our row, way down the other end of the aisle, right beside, I might add, an aisle that goes up. Yep. So they sit down, the movie starts, and they talked nonstop through the whole fucking movie. And it was almost like he was interpreting. And it wasn't like they were whispering. Like, it wasn't like, hey, what's happening over there? I didn't understand that because I'm fucking stupid. It was more like he was talking on a conference call in the movie theater and was louder than the fucking voices on the theater. And I'm just like, what the hell? Like, I almost lost my shit a couple of times, but then Jim Gaffigan was on the screen, so I was enjoying it so much. Yeah. So I, did, I lost a little bit of my, my hatred balance. But I'm just thinking to myself, people, come on. Like, this, we're not watching it in your home where you can, you can be as stupid as you want in the movie theaters, other people around, shut the fuck up. There's a reason why they have commercials that say, don't be a Tommy Texter, don't be a Sally Soundtrack. These guys, and I want to see a brand new term, and wish Cineplex Odeon could use this one, called fucking assholes, 
who won't shut up through the whole movie. That's catchy. Might be a trademark issue. It could be a trademark issue. But the other ones, there's another pair. So the pair that are in our aisle, they're in in the middle of the fucking movie. They have to get up. And again, let's they're, let's remember they're here. Literally they're beside they're an literally aisle. beside an aisle. They have to get up and walk. make us get up be- so they can walk past us in the middle the of the fucking movie. The they walked yes. all the way to our end of the row. <laughs> wow. To walk to walk to the bathroom, and then guess what? They came back and did the exact same thing. And I'm just like, okay, so we've now got. Don't be a person that fucking talks through the whole way through the fucking movie. And yeah. then we've got assholes who find it necessary to walk in front of you when there's eight people in the motherfucking movie. This is my rage this week. When you are at a movie theater or you're anywhere in the world, try to know that you're not the only person that's walking this fucking planet. How about you think about other people that are around you at all times? And that includes when you're out in public, wear a fucking mask. Amen and hallelujah, brother. I uh, can't argue with anything you said. I'm still steaming about it. Yeah, no, that was total crap, man. All right. Well, I can't really follow that, but I'll do my best. Because that was a lot of rage. I'm I'm sure you can find some rage somewhere. Next time, I'm just going to say shit. I'm tired of not saying shit. Absolutely. There you go. Um, Actually, it was actually funny because the the one girl went over and... and, uh, our buddies down there, the the she went over and said, "Can you guys just shut up?" Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Wow. Did you not see her? No, I didn't. No. Yeah, she and then they were better for a while. Yeah, you and didn't then they see her. She she crept over and she was in the middle of the aisle, and she's like, "I ah, excuse me, can you guys just shut up?" <laughs> and then she walked back. She's and then they sweet. were good. Yeah, I love right. those guys. Yeah. I wish they were our friends now. No kidding. If anybody, if they're listening to this, which is. Probably not a possibility. Yeah, you never know. But if they're listening, you guys in the movie theater, what time did we see it? 10 15? 10 15 at Chinook, at Chinook on, Saturday night. on Saturday night. If you're listening, let us know. You're awesome people. All right. So, my open rage is uh, we went to two movies, and my, my, my rage is more just kind of I'm bummed than raging, to be honest. <laughs> this week's open bum. This is my open. <laughs> ah, what a bummer. We went to two movies last weekend, and there was a grand total of 15 seats occupied between the two screenings. This was on a Saturday night, and one of the films was in its opening weekend. I really realize these are unique times, and not everyone is comfortable in public gatherings. I can tell you, though, I would be surprised if anyone felt uncomfortable with the precautions being taken. Cineplex had only 40 seats available, with more than the required recommended social distancing between parties. But of those 40 seats, only eight of them was occupied. And every independent theater we have been to has every other row roped off with plenty of room between patrons. I hope those that feel comfortable start attending the movies again at the theater, as I'm afraid if we do not get more people out, the theaters may not be able to continue. Originally, I was afraid for the independent theaters, but now I don't even think that the cineplexes and the landmarks of the world will survive if this continues. So those who are comfortable... Please support film at your local theaters as they could definitely use your support in these uncertain times. Not really a rage rage, but come on, people. Support our theaters or we're not going to get them. Exactly. That's right. All right. Well, you know, the happiest moment is about to come. I would like to say 
add my two cents. Yeah, I actually did uh, think about this last week about the very thing you were talking about. Yeah. It's like, yeah, and some of these movies are like five dollars or two ninety nine. Like, yeah, they're older movies, but yeah. go see. Do them. whatever you can. It's three dollars. Like, yeah, how can you not afford a three? Like, if I went can... to see Becky. I got a movie ticket. I got a, a large drink and candy. Nine dollars and fifty cents. Holy there shit, you, man! For that, that was the whole night out. Like, yeah. how can you, you can't not beat afford it. that? Well, and and so what makes it funny to the to this point is we've got places like the Cactus Club downtown, restaurants, that are fucking are spreading COVID. Exactly. Spreading COVID because they're, they're all getting they're drunk full. and humping up yeah, against each like other. Yeah, people like to sit on the patio and drink, but they yeah. can go to a freaking mm-hmm. movie. Well, they, you can, most of these theaters you can get drinks in, so get fucking drunk in the theater and exactly. socially distance. I mean, that's the first part of my minute. Oh, Marie, make us feel good about life <sighs> yeah, again. Yeah, I've got a little something. I don't know if it's good or bad, but... You okay. always bring the good, buddy. <laughs> I do bring always. the joy. So I came across a movie on the old TV guys. I was flipping through one night. Uh, it looked interesting. Uh, it was, you know, middle of my horrible week. So uh, it was called Stay from Stay. 2005. Now, the listing on the TV guide described it as the following. Attempts of a psychiatrist to prevent one of his patients from committing suicide while trying to maintain his own grip on reality. Oh, it's you using this. Is this Ryan Reynolds? No, it's you. You had an all-star cast, including my favorite actor, Ewan McGregor. Oh, it's Ewan McGregor. It's got you in it. It also had Ryan Gosling, who's also in my top five. Naomi Watts, Bob Hoskins, and Janine Garofalo. I remember this movie. I figured, what the hell? I taped it since I was, you know, in the middle of a horrible week. I didn't have have time to watch it, so I'll watch it today. Well, the movie I tried to watch today was not that film. No! Uh, so screw you, Telus, and your TV pro- guide programmers. Oh, no! <laughs> it had the same title. No! The exact same title. It was nothing like the McGregor And program. it wasn't 2005. No, it was 2013. Uh, what was th- it? This one starred Aiden Quinn. Okay. A lot of people don't know. He was in Betty and June and yeah. Legends of the Fall. Aiden Quinn's good. Uh, it also had Taylor Schilling, who TV people will know from Orange is the New Black. Okay. But not a lot of movies. I think she was in a Canadian movie a few years ago. But uh, and, and she happens to be Canadian. So this was an Irish slash Canadian production. Half the movie was shot in each country, so you got to see Ireland, which was nice. Now, this was on Lifetime, so I should have known better. Oh, no. Oh, no. But I, I thought, ooh, McGregor, I'll give it a shot, right? Well, it actually wasn't half bad. Uh, it had a surprise appearance by the always awesome Michael Ironside. Hot damn, cool. son. Uh, basic gist of it is a retired uh, professor lives in the Irish countryside with his younger Canadian girlfriend. She finds out she's pregnant and he just doesn't want to have kids. So she goes home to Toronto to, uh, to her dad, Michael Ironside. Uh, he stays in Ireland and basically he's depressed and shit and he needs rips his phone out open the wall his landline because some telemarketer called him so she can't even call him uh and he meets this kid this teenage kid who uh basically he hires the kid to build a fence for him and yeah he's this irish kid he's you know lovable character and basically he's a whole he's a curmudgeon for the whole movie uh aiden is and then uh it borders on being a chick flick but it actually ends up being a sweet independent film with irish flair a lot of great irish characters uh, yeah, it was a lot slower than I'm used to, but uh, it was a good good. But it had watch. Michael Ironside, so yeah, you couldn't help but love exactly. it. Exactly. The line of the film, which I know you're fond of doing, 
you're horseshite and bollocks. I don't know what Sweet. that means, but it sounds pretty bad. <laughs> but yeah, I was, don't want to be that. But no. yeah, it was definitely a lower, a slower pace than I'd like. But you know, it's entertaining actually. So you know, so you're to- not, a, not a total waste. Are you giving it a manda? Or are you giving it, it a meh? It, it's a high meh. I mean, I wouldn't pay money to see it, but it was on TV, and yeah, it was. There was no uh, U McGregor in it, but yeah, it was okay. I had to watch something, right? There you go. I love it when you got to watch something. Are you finished all your screenings for SIF, by the way? Uh, so far. I don't know yet. They okay. want me to do other stuff. but I So now he has time to watch other movies. I that love it. That is correct. He's got a life well, again. No, I'll start watching TV again. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh, Raggy. Okay, well, the lists. I like this music. I do. It's, it's almost suspenseful to find out if you actually did bum, your bum, fucking bum. homework. Was I supposed to do something? You were supposed to see The Devils. Oh, yeah. Oliver Reed. Yes. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> oh, oh, moving on. <laughs> yeah. No, no. We're going to stay on this for a bit. He just has to watch one movie, and he can't I, do it. I watched both the Corita movies last week. Yeah, but you wanted to see those Corita movies. I want to see The Devils. Okay, good. I hope you... I, I, I will hope, watch I, it. I, I'm more excited because... Ken Russell is one of my favorite directors. Like, he's in my top five. Yeah. So, I really hope you like this film, because it is super fucked up, and it's super awesome. Well, there we go. I will watch it. All right. Maybe even for next week. (laughs) Maybe, if we're all lucky. Well, see, the problem is I keep bringing more things forward, and it may cause us to do more homework. So, these aren't going to stop. Okay, so did anybody bring anything forward this week? Nope. Nope. All right. (laughs) You guys. Well, I'm going to surprise you soon. I'm stealing Murray's idea. Okay, I'm going to throw out a doubted, an undoubted, and just one mesmerized this week. Doubted, undoubted, mesmerized. We're covering all the bases. Covering all the bases. What do you want first? Uh, Give me the mesmerized. Okay, so this week. Because it's the most likely to make it. To make it. So, I'm pulling out Michael Caine. Did yeah. Did we already go- put him on one of these? No. Nope. No. Nope. I will say that Michael Caine is. I'll, I'll go with mesmerized. Is mesmerized? Yep. Yeah, I can go for that, I guess. All right. Three yeses. We got ourselves another mesmerized. Right. There we go. Here's, <laughs> and the then he shot on a turtle. We're, we're going we're gonna to need a separate website just to hold Here's all the mesmerized. mesmerized list. It's not as many as what we watch every week, so that page is way fuller. Yes. All right, okay, so mesmerize. Murr, what do you want next? The doubted or the undoubted? Doubted, because I know what it's going to be. Yeah, you do, because you were supposed to take this down, but I did it anyway for you. Doubted. This week, it's Martin Lawrence, and why isn't he on our list? Yeah, why isn't he on it? He's not on our list? No, he's not. Do you have any of his... Oh, I have them all. Okay, let's just go for it. And I'm just looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I've seen all of them but one. But I'm afraid somehow I've seen them too, so let's Oh, you haven't seen one because we agreed we would never all... All of us agreed we would never see it. Bad boys for life. That's right. (laughs) He's doing his two fingers shake there. All of everybody. We're all bad boys for life in here. 2006 Big Mama's House 2 was a rage. I didn't see it. Now but, this, but I this has to do we it, we know. may stop right here though because this is a rage for me. But I'm almost certain Murray told me this was a mondo for him once. So With he Martin may Lawrence not. In it? Yep, Wild Hogs. 
That is such a rage. It's uh, such a rage. I hated everything yeah, I know. about it, this it'll movie. It'll never make because you guys give it a rage, but I don't. And Was I, it a Mondo I, or is it a meh? Because if it's a Mondo, it, Martin it, Lawrence is not on the list. No, it was a high meh. It wasn't a Mondo. Oh, I saw it because Whoa. of the cast. He that was, was close. I was so close. <laughs> William H. Macy. He's great. Tim Allen. John Travolta. John Travolta is also doubted. Martin by the Lawrence. Way. <laughs> so Martin Lawrence was obviously the worst thing about that movie. But yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay. So it was a meh, though. So we're yeah. safe. Woo. There's sweat off I my brow. Oh, okay. Man. Welcome home. Roscoe Jenkins. I saw that. That was it awful. It was a rage. That was a rage. Uh, college road trip. Also a rage. Did not see it. Death at a funeral. Rage. Was a rage. You're not at Peter Big, Dinklage. You know. Yes, and I love Peter Dinklage. Big mama, Big Mamas like father, like son. Also <laughs> a rage. How did you and see I this? Did see, I did see Why? It. I was really drunk. And uh, where we enough. were, we were watching it. I think I threw up a couple times, but I'm not sure if it was because of how probably, drunk I was. Yeah, it might have been the movie that induced now, that. Now, this one was a mat, and that's the beach bomb. The beach bomb. Yeah. With... 2019 with uh, oh, Matthew with, uh, McConaughey. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. I actually. I like that movie. I it was a meh. But it was a meh. And the one we didn't see, but we don't have to because yeah. we've made the rules for doubted. Martin Lawrence is officially doubted. Yeah. There was actually one that you did not list, which I didn't absolutely hate. Was it made for TV though? Because no, we don't it count was a those. Movie. Which was one? It? I believe he was in a movie with Eddie Murphy. Yeah, but that was before 2006. Okay, well, I don't know what Because I'm just was, doing them in the yeah. last yeah, eight. It's just got to be last But yeah, eight. that's maybe besides Wild what, Hogs. What movie was that? That was called Life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that Life was, wasn't it, bad. Him and Eddie Murphy, they were yeah, basically. But it was, it was before mad. 2006. For life and and they, it was also mad. It, wasn't it was long. before. Yeah, it was a mad, but it was one of the only yeah. two movies he's ever done that I didn't absolutely hate. So. There you go. Yeah, and that's. Uh, so he's on the list. You would have been so excited about the other one because you would also be not surprised that he's he should make the list unless Murray gives out. And, hmm, I'm excited. You know what? I'm not doing my undoubted this week. I'm going to do double doubted because okay, I so want to go through this one. Okay, so we're not even doing an undoubted. No, we're week. not doing undoubted. Okay. I changed my mind because I'm double, so excited. Let's double doubt. Double, double doubt. down double on down. the doubted. Double yep. down. So I'm going to list off the movies, but not the not the person. Okay. So 2005's The Island with you and McGregor. Yeah. Which was a meh. Okay, I know what you're Yeah, it was a meh. I don't know. Go ahead. Okay, did, Murray, going. do you remember? I'm yeah, trying I've to. Seen it. Is it a meh? Or was it a Mondo for you? It wasn't a Mondo. Okay. I, I mean, okay. I like everything he's in. 2007 but. Transformers. Oh, rage. Maybe not. 2009 Transformers Revenge of the rage. Fallen. Rage. 2011, Transformers, Dark of the Moon. Rage. Okay, who the heck is this? <laughs> 2013, Pain and Gain, which is, is a man. Is it Mark Wahlberg? Nope. Pain and Gain. Who the heck was in Pain and Gain? It's not ScarJo. Pain and Gain, by the way, was a Mondo. Is it? Well, that's it. He's not <laughs> undoubted. Okay, rock? so Michael Bay is officially not oh, doubted. Michael Bay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, it's It's ridiculous. How could you give that a Mondo? I love that movie. That is the one hiccup in Michael Bay's career where I didn't get it. I'm like, what is going on? I like this movie. Like, I liked it a lot. I liked it so much that it was Mondo. 
and I and I absolutely we hate Michael rage Bay. on yeah, everything yeah. else except for the other okay, one. Okay, so is just bringing it out, Transformers: Age of Extinction was a rage. Thirteen Hours was a rage. Yep. Transformers: The Last Night was a rage. <laughs> yep. Six Underground was a super rage. Oh, that was an unbelievable super rage. Yeah. So we've now okay, got to wait. So how for many how many films since uh, Pain since, and Gain? Since Pain and Gain, one, two, three, four. I really enjoyed Pain and Gain, and I, I felt dirty for even liking it. But yeah, you I, should feel dirty. I just I couldn't help myself. I was like, holy, I, I, I'm like, how did Michael Bay? I don't understand. Like, it still had the stupid quick cuts and everything, but it actually fit that. But movie. it wasn't really an action movie. No, it wasn't. It, so it was, every movie he's done is action, yeah. which is annoying. Yeah. With no plot and it's terrible acting. Yeah. But, but somebody gave him like I don't know how he got his, his hands on this script, and somebody thought it was a good idea him that, to do it? that he could make it, but. It was good. Well, it was real good. I'll disagree with you because for me it was a man. It was a mondo. Um, all right. Well, that's the list this week. Alrighty. Last time on Rage or Dare, Bryce pulled from Jim's evil bag of torture. Is this meat that is Bad Boys 2 in the most awful trilogy sandwich going to make Bryce give a new level of triple rage? Our Will Will Smith. Yeah, nice double word there. <laughs> Will Smith's beautiful smile and awesome musical stylings win him over. <laughs> this week, Jim will have to decide to rage or dare from Bryce's stanky succubus bag. <laughs> Let's first check in with Bryce and see what could be the most epic rage ever created. All right. Bad Boys 2. Duh. <laughs> Bad Boys Duh. Ah, uh, where do I start? <laughs> At the beginning. All right. So this was Michael Bay doing what Michael Bay does. Actually, let me take that back. This is actually worse than what Michael Bay usually does. And since what he usually does is make loud, overly stylized, obnoxious, overproduced, ridiculous garbage with unnatural dialogue and cliches for characters, the fact that this is even worse is almost unbelievable. Do not get me wrong, all of those qualities that I just listed are present, but the one thing that most Michael Bay films are not is mean. But that's exactly what this was. This was just an ugly movie with horrible characters doing horrible things. The nausea-inducing quick cuts are still present along with all the overly long convoluted action sequences, some of which I have no idea why they were even in the movie. They weren't even really related to anything, but I digress. But those are to be expected in a Michael Bay movie. What I did not expect is Will Smith and Martin Lawrence's characters intimidating a 15-year-old boy by pulling a gun on him, asking him if he's a virgin, calling him the N-word, asking him if he's ever had sex with a man, and when he says no, Smith's character says, want to? So let me get this straight. Will Smith just asked to have sex with a 15-year-old boy in this movie. In a Michael Bay film. That is hilarious stuff. I can't stop laughing. Oh, so funny. There's also a scene towards the end where they're in a giant yellow Hummer speeding down the side of a hill covered with shanties, plowing through the homes of poor people. The Hummer explodes through dozens of homes, and it could be assumed that there were probably people in those homes, which means they just murdered dozens of people with no remorse. I guess they were poor, though, so it's all right in Michael Bay's world. What a mean-spirited, awful, disgusting movie. I cannot believe this was even made major rage. I wanted to be funny about this. I can't be funny because it was so mean and ugly. It was awful. Was it sadistic? 
No, it wasn't. Wasn't. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> stop making. Trying to make sadistic happen, Jim. <laughs> you seem tortured by it. I am tortured by it. This was. This was so god awful. I can't believe it didn't sink his career. That was, it was this bad. Like, how yeah. could people watch this and I remember and think that it's all right? I remember not really liking Bad Boys, but when I saw Bad Boys Two, I thought to myself. This at the time that was like the worst movie I think I'd ever seen. It was so cringe inducing. Like yeah. just mean stuff too. Like why? Yeah. This is supposed to These be a supposed funny to, romp. And they're cops. They're yeah. supposed to be ethical of sort. Yeah. Just yeah. awful. Thank you, Michael Bay. And they blew up an iguana at the end. What was with that? Why did they have to blow up the iguana? Yeah. Guan I didn't have need to see I'm already upset with this movie. I just watched just watched hundreds of people get murdered by a Hummer. And then I get, then I a have to watch. A gas guzzling hunter. I know, exactly. <laughs> Killing the environment and Killing the people animals. in Killing animals. And then they blow up an iguana. Iguana steps on a landmine. Oh, that's awesome. That was so funny. Yeah, it's just hilarious. Let's watch lizards blow up. Michael that's so funny. He's a dick. And he is, in my mind, he's doubted. But thanks to Bryce and his terrible <laughs> thoughts on pain and gain. He's not still. He's not on our list. I feel so dirty because of that. Yeah, you should. should. Absolutely you should absolutely feel dirty. All right. Well, let me see your stank bitch ball bag. Oh, it's secret. No, you know what? It's not it. I'm choosing dare. I'm not even prepared for dare. I know. That's what makes it even better. Let me go to my trusty list. You, of you guys both have to agree, so you got to share oh, it yeah, with yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. He'll agree. Mary, have you got one? We got yeah. one. Okay. Um, show it to Mur. Do you want it? Do you want to stick with a theme from this week, Lur, uh, there, Mur? Whatever. Oh, wait a second. Oh, I can't even read that, dude. Just a second. That's actually in the bag. Never mind. <laughs> Let's try something that's not in the bag. Uh, I think he's in the bag right now. Do we need? Do we? <laughs> oh, this is so hard. Um, yeah, yeah, Thank God I chose Dare, and so that Bryce bad. was so there's prepared. So much bad. <laughs> um, 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 um. It's okay. We've got nothing but time. The listeners are just going, huh? How bad are these guys? <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see. Oh no. Just pull from the bag. <laughs> yeah, I'm pulling from the bag. You're not prepared. No, Where's no. your bag? Nope. You've taken too long. Down here. Is this down there? Give me no, the bag. That's the bag. Is All this, right, is this Murray's? No, that's mine. No, that's mine. This is yours? No, that's no, mine. that's oh, okay. you got mine. Okay. I can feel you tugging on my bag. I, I was tugging on it. <laughs> <laughs> Should you have waited for me to come up with a? I'm going uh, to watch 2001's Glitter. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, I'm kind of excited. Actually, I don't know. That might have the some. Mariah Carey? Isn't Mariah Carey in there? Mariah Carey's yeah. Carey. debut. Uh, yes, it is. I can't wait. I damn, love her. I got to be more Jeez, prepared. She's one fine you... singer. <laughs> She's a great singer. I know, right? I just can't act. <laughs> hmm. Guess anyway, I'll find out. Yeah, well, right. 
Uh, thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to the extended film rate crew of Leonard Conlon for his artistic vision and photography, or Leonard Conlon Photography. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at filmrageyyc.com. We are always wanting your feedback to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please comment often, and please make us rage. Please, please, but don't be sadistic. That's it for this week. Stop making suggestions. It's not a thing. It's It's not a thing, Jim. (laughs) Rage on. Rage on. Sadistic's not happening.